But here's what you have to understand. It's important that you exercise your ability to think and trust your body's innate intelligence to be able to adapt to whatever comes your way if you make yourself a least vulnerable person instead of a most vulnerable person. Welcome to the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast, dedicated to you and your loved ones living at 100% for 100 years and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Plasker. Welcome everybody to the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast. Dr. Eric Plasker here and yes, even with all the corona craziness, the COVID craziness that is going on in the world, we are transforming health and longevity worldwide so that you and your loved ones can live at 100% for 100 years and beyond. And hey, we're gonna talk about centenarian survivors and you, what do you have in common with them? How can you capitalize on that so that you can move forward in your life with health, vitality, vision, change the things that you need to change, adapt, super key word that we're gonna talk about a lot in this podcast today because when you understand that you're still here, maybe there are sadly people that we know that were affected that are no longer with us and that's not you, you're still here. So what can you do to keep yourself healthy, to function at your highest level for a lifetime? What changes can you make? How can you personally adapt so that your health, your business, your work, your finances, uh, everything that's important to you in your life, the things that you want to accomplish, the kind of world that you want to live in, the causes that you want to contribute to, that you could do more of that with time as time goes on because you're still here. And so how about a quick shout out to three centenarians Connie Titchen, 106 years old. She got the coronavirus, got COVID. She survived it. She adapted. She's back into life as she knew it before COVID-19. Rudolph, Rudy Heider, 107 years old. He has healed. He has adapted. He is back into his life as it was before COVID-19 and the coronavirus. And Maria Branius. Here's the kicker, you ready? She takes the cake, 113 years old. Maria survived, her body adapted. And so she is back into her life as it was before COVID-19. And we have talked a lot about the body's ability to adapt, your ability to adapt, that if you understand you keep yourself healthy, you go from being a more vulnerable person or a most vulnerable person to becoming a least vulnerable person. A lot of you have listened to that podcast, watched that video that we put out, read that article on 100yearlifestyle.com. You've made that transition or you have been living that way all along. You have become less vulnerable. Your resistance is higher and your immune system is stronger and your body has the ability to adapt. If you remember way back when we did a podcast on trends, casualties, and control, we looked at 100-year-old people as the world's fastest growing group percentage-wise. And since 1840, life expectancy has been increasing three months per year since 1840 to now, depending on where you live, what country you live in, in the highest countries of life expectancy, like Japan, it's 84, 85 years old. And uh, in the United States, it's an abysmal 79 and a half compared to the rest of the world. We have gone down, we have flattened the wrong curve 
in the United States of America because our quality of life and our quality of life and longevity has gone down because of our healthcare system, the way we live. We have become a more vulnerable society. We talked about that in a previous podcast as well. And what we do know about people that are living healthier longer is that they have an ability to adapt. They have the ability to adapt. And what's important for you to understand is that you have that same ability to adapt that these 100-year-old people have because you're still here. There's so much fear out there that is just misguided fear. There's a great article on 100yearlifestyle.com that went viral. It's called Exposing the Epidemic of Fear. Fear of germs, fear of viruses, fear of bacteria. Come on, we are filled inside and out. We are filled with superbugs, or excuse me, we are filled with bugs. We are filled with germs. They're all around us. We need to not be afraid of those germs. We need to not be germaphobes. We need to learn to live in harmony with those bugs, those bacteria, because they help create chemical reactions when our bodies are in balance. They help create chemical reactions inside of our bodies that are important for digestion and assimilation. And so it's important to keep your body strong, to be a least vulnerable person, to keep your immune system strong so your body has a greater ability to adapt. One of my favorite sayings out of the 100-year lifestyle, a lot of our affiliate chiropractors and healthcare providers around the country and around the world, they talk about this. It's actually hanging on their walls on a poster. It says this, and I love this quote. It says that your innate intelligence will organize around the choices you make, the thoughts that you think, and the lifestyle that you live. Now, why is that important? Because if you understand your body's ability to adapt, then you think positively, and you make healthy choices, and you take specific actions, you make choices that will keep your body healthy and functional, then your body has a greater chance of adapting. And if you make this a lifestyle, your body will organize so that your immune system is super strong. Your athletic performance, if you want it to be, is stronger. Uh, we see it all the time with our practice members, our patients, our affiliates. See this around the world. People's posture changes. It improves dramatically, which helps their breathing. It helps their strength. It helps their independence. It helps their immune system. And so there are so many things that you so that your body organizes in a new way so that you can be healthier and your family can be healthier for the long haul. We have a family that started coming in recently. Just like many of our affiliates, a family came in and they said, you know what, we're gonna change our life. We don't wanna be afraid of bugs. We don't wanna be afraid when we walk into the world. And they started getting adjusted. They started eating healthier. They're changing their nutrition. Their posture is better. Their kids are better. They're getting off medications. They were a polypharmacy family. And instead of being a polypharmacy family, they're now becoming a healthier family. They're cleansing instead of dieting so that they eliminate weight that's on the inside and toxicity that's on their insides instead of just shedding weight for their appearance on the outside. And these are things that all of us can do every day to go from being a more vulnerable person to a least vulnerable person. I want to review with you, if you went back and you listened to that Shiva interview that we did on the immune system, he talked about all of the things that biologically, on a biological engineering perspective, what happens inside your body, how your body chemistry changes when you make 
different choices and how the virome, the viruses inside your body, how that has to, your body needs a healthy virome. It's literally a brain within your body and your gut, the balance between the viruses and the bacteria and the acids and the chemistry that goes on to help you digest food and absorb nutrients. All of that is essential for your quality of life today and also your quality of life as you age and to support you having a healthier immune system. So listen to that. I'm not gonna review that hour long interview right now. This is a important reminder that as time goes on, if you go back into your life, when you go back out into your life, that you look at the world differently with confidence, knowing that if these 100 year old people can adapt and heal, certainly you can too. And so a quick review, a summary of how to go from being a more vulnerable person to a least vulnerable person, so important because we forget sometimes, we get distracted by the news, turn off the news by the way, it's ridiculous what's going on. There's so much information that's coming out now about conspiracies that are really not conspiracies, they're things that actually happened about how this was planned in advance and how this vaccine is being pushed on populations and on our population there's already bills in congress about mass vaccines that have not even been tested and there's an aggressive push to make you afraid an aggressive push to make you want or crave this vaccination that has never been tested and now they're pulling back they're saying well we can't guarantee anything and it's not safe uh, i would not put that in my body not in a million years uh, there's never been a double blind study that shows vaccine effectiveness for any vaccine or has shown safety for sure on any vaccine. And you know we've raised naturally immunized children, not artificially immunized children. We have not injected the monkey pus and the live viruses in our bodies, bypassing the body's initial innate immunity. We have not done that with our children. Our children grew up super duper healthy, uh, no allergies, no arthritis, no autoimmune problems. And, we see the autism that's skyrocketed in the world and we see the neurological damage in the world and through kids and families that are sadly affected by these things. So you don't have to buy into all of that fear. You don't have to buy into all of that hype for the people that are have conflicts of interest, people like Gates, the Gates Foundation, people like Fauci, who is connected to all these vaccine companies, and we know the World Health Organization is corrupt. It's been out. It's been all over the news, and it's depending on what you watch and who you watch and the misinformation that's been given out about these models by the CDC and the World Health Organization and the National Institute of Health. It's really quite sickening, but here's what you have to understand. It's important that you exercise your ability to think and trust your body's innate intelligence to be able to adapt to whatever comes your way if you make yourself a least vulnerable person instead of a most vulnerable person. And I love hearing the stories from our doctors around the country and around the world, our chiropractors who are getting these results with their people. And so here's a quick review, the things that make you more vulnerable, polypharmacy, is at the top of the list. Why are seniors 
being affected by COVID. Are they more vulnerable people? Yes, there is research that shows that they are more vulnerable, but is it just because of their age or is it because most of them, especially in the United States, which is why our results and our death rate is higher than other countries, I'm sure of it, because these people are on polypharmacy. They're taking four, five, seven, 10, 12, 20 medications. There's a film coming out uh, that I'm honored to be a part of. It's a documentary film. I want you to be a lookout on the lookout for it. It's called A Better Way. It was produced by uh, a good friend of mine, Dr. Tabor Smith from Houston, Texas, a fellow chiropractor. He's listed on 100yearlifestyle.com. It's an amazing documentary about how our country has gotten sicker and sicker and how we need a better way. And one of the things he talks about, which was the spirit behind him becoming a chiropractor himself, and also the spirit behind the story of his mom who died at, sadly at 47 on over 20 medications. Well, we see this polypharmacy destroying the health of our seniors. And now because so many kids are suffering from this disease, I do believe that is the ultimate disease, man-made disease, it's polypharmacy in this country. So listen, we want you to find doctors, find people that can get you off these medications so that you can be healthy naturally and you could build your immune system. We love seeing people cleanse and clean themselves out, uh, get adjusted, functioning better, living at 100% for 100 years as a goal. So listen, polypharmacy, it's time to get off that track. Obesity, come on, don't just lose weight, change your life. Why should the rest of the world alter what they do and how they live, making us wear masks and making the rest of the world who are healthy and making good choices and living differently? Why should we have to suffer and change our lives because people who are suffering in so many ways, sadly, with obesity, they're not willing to change their lives. Come on, you have to be willing to change or your suffering is gonna be perpetual suffering. And listen, certainly, we are super compassionate for all these people. Some of these people were abused, some of these people were mentally abused, physically abused, and I get all that. I have amazing, tremendous compassion. We've helped thousands of people over the years in our practice, and we've helped doctors help thousands of people, millions combined around the world, to eliminate suffering, to change their life. And we want that for you, but you got to be willing to make these changes and go from being a more vulnerable person to a least vulnerable person. And if you need help, get the help that you need. Listen to these podcasts as a vehicle for change. Go visit one of our affiliates. Use the resources that we provide. Change your mindset. I was 60 pounds heavier at one point than I am right now. Changed my life. Haven't gone back. It's been about 18 years since I started that journey. And now at 57 years old, no medication, haven't been on any medication as an adult, fit, healthy, much younger now at 57 than I was at 40. And if I could do it, you can too. It's all a matter of change and you being motivated to adapt, to make the choices, the thoughts, the changes that you need to make, as we talked about at the beginning of this call, to help your innate intelligence organize around the new you. Smoking, come on, do we really need to talk about that? Highly addictive, kick the habit, change your life. Don't just stop for a few minutes or a week or a month. Change your life, crush the cigarettes, crush the vapes, throw it away and get yourself back into your life. Listen, posture is a big one. So many people, technology bent over, crooked, 
not breathing properly, not taking in oxygen properly because their posture is not good and it makes you sick. Your body needs oxygen. And so when you increase your posture, that's one of the most exciting things that we have with our people that we see in our practice and that chiropractors around the world are seeing is people are standing up straighter. I did an interview with Smita Daya uh, the other day, her husband, Dilip, they come in, they're 60 years old, around 60 years old. They thought that their posture changing was normal and they are very healthy otherwise, but they, because of their Ayurvedic eating, you could hear one of Smita's podcasts. I interviewed her, a brilliant woman. Uh, she's an Ayurvedic chef and, uh, and she, even with eating healthy, she was having digestive problems. She starts getting adjusted. All of a sudden, she's standing up straighter. Her, her digestion improves. I took a picture of Dilla from the side while he was getting adjusted. Dr. Corey was adjusting him, and he was all of a sudden sitting up so much straighter. He looked at it. He could not even believe how much straighter he was. Well, this is really important because when your posture changes, your nervous system works better. You have better balance. You are ability to your ability to deal with stress is much greater much better and so we want you to improve your posture get adjusted change your life do whatever you have to do and again it's great for your breathing which brings me to a message about masks listen my friends listeners there is no scientific evidence that supports that masks will keep you healthy and prevent you from getting the virus zero in fact, there is evidence that shows that masks can make you sicker. There was an article put out uh, in an AMA journal in 2015 why masks are not effective. We posted it on our social media pages. And I tell people all the time, everywhere I go, I say, listen, if you were a tree, then masks might be a good idea. Because listen, trees need carbon dioxide. Humans need oxygen. So when you breathe in, you take in oxygen as a person, and when you exhale, you exhale carbon dioxide. The trees take in carbon dioxide, and they give out oxygen. So that cycle is very important for the health of all living things on Earth. Now, when you wear a mask, here's why it makes you sicker. There have been reports of people getting in car accidents, getting dizzy, getting lightheaded, getting sick, getting claustrophobic. Because when you wear a mask, and I'm pretending to keep a mask over my face right now, you breathe in oxygen, and then you put the mask on, and you breathe out carbon dioxide. And then you breathe in carbon dioxide because the mask traps your air, your exhaling air. You breathe in carbon dioxide, then you breathe out carbon dioxide, you breathe in carbon dioxide, and this makes you sicker. It makes you a more vulnerable person. If you've ever visited somebody sadly, in the hospital who was sick. One of the things that they hook people up to is an oxygen machine, and they measure your oxygen. And when the oxygen gets below a certain level, everybody in the hospital freaks out. The nurses freak out, the doctors freak out, because it is a sign that you are not doing well. Well, you, when you wear a mask, you give yourself more carbon dioxide, you lower your oxygen levels, which makes it very unhealthy and makes you a more vulnerable person. The other thing that's important is, is that when you interact with people and you shake people's hands and you exchange oxygen and carbon dioxide in the universe and we share germs, we actually help strengthen immunity. One of the things that was very interesting to me on the Shiva interview is he talked about in India where he grew up and his mom was a healer in the 
village where he grew up. And when somebody got sick, they would take the sputum. And if you're a germaphobe, you're going to think this is disgusting. But this is the reality and the truth of how immunity happens. When in the villages, if somebody got sick, they would take the sputum from the sick person and give it to everybody else in their nose, in their linings, uh, in their mouths, so that they, their body could adapt. Their body's immune system would kick in, recognize the pathogen, build immunity as a first line of defense. Their innate immunity would kick in, their body would develop immunity to it, and the village wouldn't get sick. We know back when I was a kid, people would get the chicken pox and they would have families would have chicken pox parties. So everybody would get the chicken pox and natural immunity would happen. Well, we are not doing that with mass vaccinations, with all the other artificial immune things that are being pushed on us in the world. We are bypassing innate immunity. We are creating autoimmune reactions. Go back and watch that interview with Shiva if you want more details about this. It's so important for you to understand because if you trust your body's innate intelligence, you keep yourself healthy, you keep your spine aligned, your body balanced, you make these choices to be least vulnerable versus more vulnerable, your body will have a greater chance of adapting. And so let's continue down this list. We said poor posture, eliminating stress. Listen, fear is a big stressor. This really concerns me, my listeners, my friends, my colleagues, because the real epidemic that we have right now is the epidemic of fear. That's the real epidemic. And if you read this article, what really concerns me, and you should be concerned about this, especially with not just the choices that you're making for yourself, but you should be concerned about this for your family and for society, that the more antibiotics and the more antiviral things that we take into our bodies that are artificial, where we bypass the body's natural immunity, the more we scrub with antibacterial everything, the more we are creating superbugs that our bodies will not know how to deal with. And you say, Dr. Plasker, Give me a more specific example. What do you mean by this? And again, go back and watch the Shiva interview. We talk about it a lot in detail scientifically, but I'm gonna give you the testing ground for this so you understand what I'm talking about. In hospitals, to protect the people that are there, they scrub and scrub and scrub with antibacterial everything. They put antibacterial scrubs on the workers. They put antibacterial scrubs on the sick. They put antibacterial scrubs on people when they inject, when they give IVs, and then they scrub down the walls and the floors and the countertops with antibacterial everything. It is supposedly the cleanest place in the universe, which should make it, if this was a proper protocol, then it should be no issue. There should be nobody dying from infections in hospitals. But here's the problem in hospitals that we're learning. Superbugs, hang on to your hat. This is a mind-boggling statistic. In hospitals, 90,000 people every year die from super infections that they contract in hospitals that they did not have when they went to the hospital. In other words, they went into the hospital for a knee surgery, they went in for a eye surgery, they went in for uh, testing, for uh, MRIs, for some type of procedure and uh, whatever it was. They went in for any condition and they contracted 
a superbug, a super infection in a hospital that ended up killing them, that they did not have this booger, this bug, this bacteria when they got to the hospital. 90,000 a year, every year. That's a million people over the last 10 years, and it is underreported, my friends. Listen, if this antibacterial protocol was going to work to prevent death, we would not be seeing 90,000 people a year die from superbugs and super infections in hospitals. This is such an important concept to understand and principle to understand that bacteria and viruses, bacteria are living things. They have an innate intelligence. They have an ability to adapt, just like you and I have an innate intelligence and have an ability to adapt. And so when we kill them or attempt to kill them with all these antibacterial everything, some of them die off and the rest of them adapt and become superbugs that are now immune to all of the current antibacterial everything. So there's nothing that kills them. So they kill us because they are super strong, super bugs because they have adapted. So what concerns me is, as individuals, we go out into the world and we're using antibacterial everything. And we're thinking we're doing the right thing. We're doing what we are being told to do, which by the way, one thing that I've learned that really makes parents mad, the parents that bring their kids into our offices, uh, people that bring in family members or come in, and they say that, you know what? I got sick. I did what the doctor told me to do. I got that shot. I took that medicine. I did what the doctor told me to do. I took those antibiotics. I took the second round of antibiotics. I did what they told me to do. And it made me sicker. And it made me really sick. And it changed my life forever. And here's the reality. In a severe crisis, yes, you need to do some of those things for sure. And on a daily basis, scrubbing and scrubbing everything with antibacterial everything, you are literally creating a superbug environment around you and within you that has the potential to have grave consequences. Come on now, we're having restaurants, antibacterial everything, we're having stores, antibacterial everything. Are we gonna create an environment everywhere where superbugs literally overtake our entire population? Come on now, we need to keep our immune system strong and live without fear so that our bodies have a greater chance of adapting. So eliminate the stress, eliminate the isolation, no fear. There is no scientific evidence on social distancing and the strength of the immune system and the spreading of viruses. We are seeing this in Sweden and other countries that have done, or states even, that have not followed the social distancing policies and they are healthier. Florida, for example, compared to New York, where they did not follow the policies of social distancing and they have many less cases than New York, which is out of control with the fear mongering and the false information, the false data that's being put out there. Come on, we need to wake up, my friends. We do, we need to wake up. Make yourself, make your family less vulnerable through your choices. Uh, we know, go back and read that article. I'm gonna fly through some of these to-dos that are really important. Positive psychology, we know that having a positive mindset improves your immune system. We go over the research in that video on becoming a least vulnerable person and in the podcast, physical activity strengthens your immune system. 
getting sleep, plenty of sleep, which is important. If you're stress-free, you're gonna sleep better. They're all related. Reducing your stress, obviously really important. Having a healthy nervous system, uh, making sure that your body's functioning properly, keeping your spine balanced, your nervous system balanced, getting adjusted, good nutrition, choosing quality calories every time you're faced with a choice instead of unhealthy calories, uh, sick causing calories, stress causing calories, quality calories over empty calories every time you're faced with a choice. Um, if you need to change your body, go on a cleanse, not a diet. We have a great cleansing program that we do. A lot of our affiliate chiropractors have great cleansing programs that they have inside their offices. Uh, and they can, if they're not offering them inside their office, they could direct you to somebody that can do that for you. Uh, control your use of technology and raise your family this way in this mindset, becoming a least vulnerable person. Because it is true and it has been true since 1840, where we started this call, where three months per year has been added to life expectancy since 1840. And here we are now, the countries that are living better quality of lives, they're not germaphobes, they're making healthier choices, they understand a sense of community, people are being engaged in their life, uh, they are not implementing mass vaccination policies that are out of control. Uh, we need to literally take a look with vision at our life and our culture and our communities, everybody. Live our lives without fear. Take care of each other in a different way, in a way that we're talking about that is aligned with 100-year lifestyle principles so that you and your loved ones can live at 100% for 100 years and beyond. So much information that we just covered here, so much information in previous podcasts. If you haven't started at the beginning, go back to number one. We're on podcast number 29 or 30, I believe it is right now. Go back and listen, take in all the material, change your habits, change your life, change your family's life. Uh, I love the podcast on We Are Not Just Lucky by, that we did with Dr. Jamie and Adam Coxon, who uh, people say, you guys are so lucky, you're so healthy. And they say, hey, we are not just lucky. We're making different choices. We're seeing this all along the way. The, uh, the interview that we did with Del Bigtree on informed consent, be on the lookout for more podcasts on policies, on politics that are happening around these issues. Listen, it's time that you and I, all of us, band together to create a least vulnerable society to be engaged and involved from a community's perspective, that we don't let our rights and civil liberties be taken away by false science, by fake science, by fake news, by special interests, and by individuals who are looking to literally control what we put into our bodies and track our every moves. It's time, my colleagues, my friends, uh, all the people listening to embrace your human potential, not just for today, but for 100 years and beyond. Such an honor to be with you. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us on the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have topics that you want us to cover, people you want us to interview, maybe you have some stories that you want to share, stories of yourself, loved ones, people in your life, we would love to hear from you and share your story. Please email us at my100 at 100yearlifestyle.com. And remember, nobody wants to get to 100 or even 50, 60, or 70 for that matter, crippled, broken, alone. 
So please share the 100-Year Lifestyle, all of our podcasts, social media pages, website, with your family, friends, and coworkers so they can take this journey with you. And until next time, adjust your lifestyle. Live your best life today and every day on the road to a sensational century. Dr. Plasker, signing off.